For the first time ever seeing it eye to eye. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that gets many text messages from Jared saying... He can't keep getting away with it. He can't, he can't. keep getting away with it. <laughs> I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, why can't he keep getting away with it? He, okay, no, we, we can't. We're not getting in the episode already. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> just to show you how abnormal that is, Stephen, when was the last time I texted you about something about Survivor? Ooh. That wasn't us, like, don't... scheduling something. I... I want to say, like, All-Stars, somewhere in the finale-ish, not finale, but, like, right before then where some shenanigans were happening. But it's been a while. It's, like, maybe once a season, and there are multiple seasons where I don't think I have it all. So (laughs) that's how incensed I was in this episode. Yeah, it is a good episode. It's, it's, there's a lot to talk about. This season just keeps kind of going on and off the rails. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Excited to keep you in suspense. How's your week been, Steven? How's your day? Day's been busy. I mean, life in general is just crazy busy with doing this, doing a show, doing normal people work. And I say this probably every episode, but man, I am so sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) We're, We're headed into tech week. So this is my like one night off for the next week or so so enjoy you should be happy people that we are even getting this out okay well let's not like chastise our listeners yeah listeners figure it out i love you i love you very much (laughs) and i'm recording remotely again Uh, if you can tell by the audio quality difference my mic is not as good as the setup we have over at steven's however uh your spouse is ill so better to better to better safe than sorry yeah and honestly like good like we we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna try to stay healthy because if we go down if either one of us goes down then this show becomes a mess if both of you go down jesus christ yeah oh yeah uh what's new with you did we did i ask you that question no and i hadn't really thought about it um you know i think one of my least favorite times of the year are the weeks between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Now, the week between Christmas and New Year's, my favorite time of the year. But the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it, I, I just, it's so hard to plan anything. It's so hard to know whether or not I'm actually supposed to be, like, doing work at my job. Like, I do, but, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I work in a job that has a lot of, like, I'm doing a lot of, like, big picture stuff or, like, planning for the future. And nobody wants to fucking talk about things that are going to take place in 2024. Like, no. they don't want to plan those at this point in the year. D- don't don't make me do things about the future. I want to sit in this holiday moment and just ignore all the world. Yeah. And so I, you know, that comes with feelings of, like, I'm not doing enough, and then internalized capitalism, and then, well, I would like a raise in a few months. So, uh, it's... Ugh. And then, like, you want to hang out with people, and they're, like, 
you can't tell. They're either very available or not available at all. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm watching the D and D group chat, and I'm like, I there's no way oh, no. I'm doing anything. No, you're not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, our D and D group, I feel like there's a couple people who played remotely who have fizzled out, which gives me uh, room to invite a couple more people in. So one room, I'm going to be inviting one person in uh, probably probably one person remotely, one person in person for us nice. to expand our group. Do I know one person remotely? You sure do. Uh, that's what I figured. Okay. Well, we don't need to air out our personal laundry in front of the rest of the world. What I do need to air out is emails. Emails, if you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. Just one email today, because we're ahead of the game. We have our Carl email. Carl, episode four. You could call the office closet offset. I'm here all week, says Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pic- picture the episode. It's, it doesn't work as well over remotely, but you can see my uh, lovely picture of Bubba. Bubba? Sad Bubba. Sad Bubba. <laughs> I swear, Bubba makes this face at least once an episode. <laughs> yeah, man, I miss Bubba already. Aww. Wh- who can fill that Bubba-shaped hole in our hearts? Rory. Rory! On to the notes. Contemporary fans thought the season got off to a slow start as well, so effectively, we're a month in and the audience isn't loving it so far. That's fair. Yeah. It's not in the episode, but I think we've heard talk about a scene where Lisa starts singing a Christian missionary hymnal as Da Rose Away, oh, as Da Rose Away, and everyone hesitantly joins in. It's hilariously Weird. awful if true, but my memory could also be confusing it with something else. That was in the episode? I I don't think so. There might have been like a small snippet of it, but oh. I I think there's just like a little a little something and I think the editors decided let's not show that. That's for the best. It's for good taste. Yeah. Interesting that Jeff questions why Rory was the caller as he was being disrespected at the challenge when Eliza is probably the least respected member of Yasser, but they listened to her as well. Well, they also won, and she's... The thing is, Rory was not an effective communicator, and she was. Yeah, Jeff kind of criticized him on the wrong thing, being like, well, they don't respect you. Well, yeah, no, they just... But, like, I think it's more that they didn't listen to you, and you, you were like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, but they're idiots. That's also true. <laughs> I'm not sure I disagree with the dude strategy, honestly. Going back to what Jared said a couple episodes ago, the challenge still haven't been super physical. If we have Brooke instead of Rory, I'm not sure these challenges go much differently. Yes. I mean, I understand. So if you just break it down into, like, physical versus non-physical, yes. However, I do think Brooke... Brady, some of these other guys, like, they're also better at probably the mental side of the challenges. They're probably better at, like, the agility side of the challenges. Like, I can't think of any way. Now, normally when you have, you can have older guys that can be good at non-physical challenges, but these older guys are not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. they have two brain cells between the four, five of them. <laughs> but those are the best brain cells. 
Makes for good TV. Well, no, it doesn't. It does. But <laughs> <laughs> not when they were all together. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Uh, obviously can't be specific, but it's very interesting to rewatch this season and see things being set up for the future. I'm catching some of these. I'm not, I'm sure I'm not catching all of them though. So it, it, it really is interesting to me just seeing dynamics of like, oh, that's, that's an interesting throwaway line or, oh, that's something that I know is going to turn in the opposite direction without being specific. I've already noticed some foreshadowing. Ooh. This and like I don't good... know what's I don't know what's going to happen, but I've like caught things from earlier episodes that feel like foreshadowing, or there's foreshadowing in this episode for this episode. <laughs> Fair. I mean that's just good storytelling. Well, sure, but it yes, I, yes, but it's still I don't know. I know it's the same episode, but it still feels like foreshadowing with the two challenges. Sure. Do you have? examples of foreshadowing i i know i'm calling you out here and you don't have to i don't i remember writing them down so i think we'll get to them in the episode okay cool things i liked jeff calling the fat five the alliance of elders in the recap like they're all 70 years old (laughs) these gray withered husks sir i am 43 (laughs) i swear to god i am an active participant in society Da has his own way of getting there. I was just very disappointed he didn't hop on a jet ski after that line. <laughs> that would have been dope. Da puts on sunglasses and a jet ski, does some sick donuts, and heads over. <laughs> Listen, colonialism bad, but if it gives people jet skis, that is <laughs> that is one small little point in its favor, because jet skis, objectively rad. Is Is a jet ski, like, the most cool guy thing out there it's up there unfortunately i think smoking is also one of them Mm. smoking Mm. so bad for you don't do it it's fucking cool (laughs) i as someone who has to sit on the train next to people who smoke i don't like it they smoke on the train some people do some people that's disgusting no it's like it's like context specific right like if you're Imagine somebody standing outside of a bar, one foot on the wall behind him, taking a drag of a cigarette while rock music plays from inside the bar. Like, if they don't have that cigarette in there, they look, like, a hundred times less cool. Well, if they don't have the cigarette, then there's no reason for them to be standing out there. They're waiting for somebody. I'm taking the night air. Maybe. Now it's just a phone. That's true. You just scroll on the phone. Yeah, it's not isn't cool. a cigarette I, I cooler see, than a I phone? Saying. I am not promoting smoking. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, the bundle of torches Dai uses, they look like just a bunch of leaves tied together, but they keep burning enough to be carried around. That's cool. I think hmm. it is just like a bundle of sticks and leaves and dry things that he can just kind of like wave around. Yeah, I mean, he probably knows what is going to burn less hot for longer. Yeah. The lack of music for 15 or so seconds as Da leaves the women's camp, then having it cut <laughs> as they yell, Bye, Da! Very nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. A little awkward, but it was charming. It, oh, all of it. <laughs> all of it's awkward. One of the guys calling another guy knucklehead during the immunity challenge? Great. Just, just I, great. I saw a TikTok uh, uh, from a girl who talked about like when she was in high school 
you know, she's an adult now. She's, like, in her late 20s, early 30s, whatever. Um, but when she's in high school, this guy wanted to take her to homecoming, but, they, like, his friends were, like, him and his friends were all, like, those types of guys that would drop, like, the F-slur. Um, and she's like, I don't really like that. So, like, it, you and your friends have to stop saying that, and I'll go to homecoming with you. And they replaced it with a goofball anytime they wanted <laughs> to say that because they were, like, ride or die for their guy. Um, and so she got this entire, like, clique of high school boys to just, like, being like, get out of my way, goofball! Or, like, God, you're yeah. such a goofball. Fucking goofball. <laughs> I love that. Something about that. So innocent and sweet. It's perfect. That's really nice. And then the we final note... Back, like, old bad insults to use. Like, oh, ball, yeah. Like, goofball. You schmuck. Uh. Yeah. I might have the first one I had in my brain. Podcast. There are some that are like, ah, that's innocent, and some that are like, oh, that context has changed. Yeah, don't use those. Yeah. Well, I, I thought the first one out of my in my brain, I was like, oh, no, not that. Yeah, so last note of the episode, Jared calling Burton from Pearl Island butch. I originally no, I didn't. I originally typed bitch, which also would have been funny. I, I heard it, I heard it, and I didn't correct it, but I thought God it was damn really funny. God <laughs> well, damn it, names are so well, hard. We at the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, notoriously not good at remembering names. And which that goes for both I, of us. I have his face in my head when I said it, so I don't remember saying the wrong name, but I probably definitely did. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay, because we have people to sweep up the garbage for us. Thanks, audience. We are the, we we are a mess, but we are a funny mess, and you listen to us, so thanks. <laughs> uh, and that's all of our emails. We just one today. All right. All right. All, all, right, right, all right, Jared. All right. I feel like you were supposed to hand me a baton there, and you just like dropped it. Like you not even dropped <laughs> it. You literally just threw it on the ground, and I tried to help, and you smacked it out of my hand. I did that once in in high school, or no, in middle school. I was running track, and I. Uh, dropped the baton literally uh, in the first leg of the four by one, and then I spiked it to the ground. And a coach like yelled, like ran across the field and screamed at me. God damn! You know what that reminds yeah. me of? A bumper. This episode came out on October twenty first of two thousand and four. Unfortunately, very little happened in the week between episodes. I had to kind of scrape so. Uh, the first one is, if you care about baseball, MLB American League Championship, Boston Red Sox come back from 0-3 to three to beat the Yankees, four games to three. That's a dope, like, that series was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling. I was like, this one seems like it would be important. Also, anytime the Yankees go down, that's pretty fun. Sure. Sorry, sorry for any Yankees fans out there, but you were, you were the empire to everyone else's Jedi. Uh, care international aid worker Margaret Hassan is kidnapped in Iraq. That's that sucks. Yep. Yep. I didn't look up how that resolved. I'm hoping well. The number one song is still "Goodies" by Sierra. Uh, the top five movies of the week were Team America: World Police, Friday Night Lights, Shall We Dance, Shark Tale, and our new number one, The Grudge. Oh. Which, yeah, appropriate. It's the end of October. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. have you seen The Grudge, Stephen? I I have not seen The Grudge, but I know the references. Right. The, Matthew Williams, the... played by William Mathather, 
His wife, Jennifer, Clea Duvall, and mother, Emma, Grace Zabriskie, are Americans making a new life in Tokyo. Together they move into a house that has been the, sweet, the site of supernatural occurrences in the past, and it isn't long before their new home begins terrorizing the Williams family as well. The house, as it turns out, is the site of a curse that lingers in a specific place and claims the lives of anyone that comes near. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is for The Grudge, Stephen? So I am not a good judge of horror movies. I think society accepts them more than I do, that I just I don't find them usually entertaining. But I'm going to go with a critic score of 62. No, bump that up. Critic score of 72 and an audience score of 83. See, I would have agreed with you. And I'm shocked it is as low as it is. It is Damn a critic it. score of 40. Damn it. And an audience score of 46. Which, I feel like may, it might be one of the pieces of media then. I've never seen it. I'm not a big horror movie person. But I also know the references. I wonder if, like, it has... It's one of those movies that the trailer was better than the movie. Where they, like, took out the best scenes and, like, the iconic moment. And then the rest of it was just kind of nothing. I mean, it feels like also the... What's the what's the horror movie with the it's like all shot or made to look like it's shot on home video and it's uh, like the Blair house. Witch Project. Well yes, that one, but the more recent one, it was all filmed in like a single home. Paranormal activity. That's the one, yes. Oh, it, that would freak me out. I didn't like it. It's those movies that they may or may not be good, but they are cultural icons and they kinda of set the stage for what the genre is going forward for a while. Did you say just came out? I mean, just came out in like I said more recently came out. Okay, what? How how old do you think that movie is, Stephen? It was like 2010. Okay, yeah, it's 15 years old. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to. Be, I was like, I was wondering if I could have like a shatter your brain moment, but no. no well, okay. I don't know. I still I still think I'm in college, and uh, nothing nothing ever is going to change. So here we are. <laughs> anyway, do you have anything else for me? Speaking of things that never change, <laughs> Survivor stays the same. Survivor stays the same. Let us get into the episode. Episode 5. Episode 6. See, everything stays the same. The episode doesn't actually the change. Episode, doesn't episode change. 6, Hogtide. Okay, I, I will say, speaking of horror movies, uh, it was... The thumbnail for this episode looks like it's a horror movie of Scout's yeah. confessional in the dark. <laughs> I don't think I saw this thumbnail, so you're going to have to describe it to me. No, it's very Blair Witchy. It's like her, it's just like the face of her with like the infrared light on her, like standing like a foot away from the camera. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck happens in this episode? Do you remember also- when cameras had that like red eye problem where every picture you would take and every video you would take there was just red eyes yes good times also why is it called hogtide because the 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 pig challenge. oh the reward challenge okay it's just not the most impactful part of the episode but all right that's fine yeah they don't they don't rope it into what happens in the drama which is yeah all in all just strange but anyway yeah we're hogtied so, once again, I need to start the recap with 
He paid the ultimate price. <laughs> Jeff, we killed him? We, what is the uh, we killed Bubba. Losing Survivor is not the ultimate price, Jeff. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's not. Uh, what? Okay, I want to jump right to this, right to Rory here. Um, okay, go on. Because this first moment of him being, like, angry, passive-aggressive dad, I was like, wow, Rory's not handling this well, but also, like, this is, he's he's being weird. Like, there's something about it, I was like, this is just weird. And then he comes to us in confessional and says, like, that was all an act. Yeah, I'm I was like, talking what? out my ass. What are we doing here? You're, <laughs> what is, so your strategy is to alienate yourself and piss them off? I don't know that I necessarily like it, but it works. It kind of works. It kind of works. I think he he, he gets some help from other people screwing themselves over. But I think his overall narrative of I can't be the driving force if no one else is like if I'm not getting a chance here. Well, no, no, this, I'm talking about the, the first night. This is before, this. the next morning he has that part of the conversation. Oh, the I first forget what night, the first night is. Yeah, the first night is him, like, throwing a fit about, like, well, it was supposed to be me going home. It was supposed to be me going home. And then he tells us right away in confessional of, like, I'm going to play the angry older brother, and then I'm going to come back to him and be like, guys, I calm down, everything's fine. Which is like... No, 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 hold on. You need to... I need to rephrase what you said. He says, I'm playing the angry brother. Oh, He's yeah. He's literally... He's literally That's... playing the angry black man card. You're right. <laughs> I, I, remember, this. I remember seeing that being like, does he mean angry brother or angry brother? Oh I think you, I think you, I think you're right. I think he's playing the angry black man card and not older brother. Yes, correct. Yeah, and it's well, he's the only it guy makes, in the tribe, so it makes it, me I happy. Could, yeah, it's pretty good. But I don't and like it's we it's it's the it's weird because it's so not genuine like that he's angry about it, but. Also, playing a hijinks, like a hijinks like this, feels like something that is just like Rory. Mm-hmm. It's so weird, and I love it. Is, it. it is weird, and I think he gets away with it because he's only been on this tribe for maybe a day or two. Yes. So they haven't really learned what his mannerisms, what his normal is yet. And I think if he does this three days later they're like i'm not buying it yeah no i agree i didn't think about the fact that they don't know him that well it's so extra like it's just so unnecessary uh, you know, whatever works doesn't work i mean he sticks around but it's just so over the top and unnecessary like it's a two-part plan that doesn't like the best part of it doesn't need the first part of it and he's pretending to be mad when he could just actually like if like feel whatever he's feeling and it would have the exact same effect. Like it's it's bizarre. I love yeah. it. It's it's all beautiful. And he he goes on, he's like talking about I don't know, you you you're judging me and Scout's like the judgment is that you're sitting here in camp right now. Sure. Like that's the judgment that we passed, is that you're here. We want yeah. you. <laughs> Scout always talks like she's the leader of a druid council, but you know, she's right. She's I mean she's I right. Guess. She, he he is there and he is still in the game, so be thankful for that, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we jump to Lopevi and mmm the the female persuasion is happening. 
We're, we're, we're happy there are some ladies around. Sarge says it's a blessing to have women. He says having sexy dreams and telling everyone that he's having sexy dreams. Is Sarge married? I don't remember. I, I think either. so. I mean, either way, this is fucking weird. It's so much weirder if he's married. <laughs> I also love Twyla being like, wow, I, I gotten to know julie so much more i hadn't talked to her at all back in the other camp I'm like why didn't you how how can you live with these people for a week and not talk to every single one of them that blows my mind i i think this is kind of the odd couple of it though in that that's true and i guess maybe there's some merit to keeping your head down i don't know but like i don't know i don't think any conversation that they could have had prior to the tribe swap would have been necessarily fruitful because the the one that sticks in my brain is where uh twyla was having it out with who was it mia mia no was it yeah, mia, mia. Mm-hmm. that doesn't sound right anyway and <laughs> and julie's sitting in the hammock just like chilling watching this happen and like kind of on Mia's side. I take it back. You're right. Actually, there's there is va- there's validity in keeping your mouth shut, and maybe you don't need to know all, every single person in your tribe right away. Just enough. Yay. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're sitting around, they're talking, they're like, eh. Well, I don't know who's gone, but I know who's safe. Bubba's safe. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. It's shocking to me that the, that the women didn't think they'd get rid of one of the men. That Twyla and Julie didn't think that it'd be Bubba or Rory. Yeah, and maybe that's just playing your field, and maybe you don't just straight out say the quiet part out loud and go, yeah, I think they're going to straight up vote out guy, guy, guy. And That's fair, yeah, you don't want it to be you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you look at the other side and suddenly, oh, I need to get rid of these ladies. Yep. Which is... I honestly, the result of this is probably the best thing that could happen for them. Because if they, uh, un- unless the, what am I trying to say? Unless one tribe goes on a complete win domination until the merge, you're not in a you're in a pretty precarious position. Yes. Do you think that Rory sticks with the ladies if they merge, like the ladies that he at least the ones on. Uh, on Yasser? I, I, once again, I know the answer to this question. Sure, so. but, well, okay, fair enough. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I, I really hope he does. I hope that it's just the women and Rory running to the end. He's, he's making a big show of it that, like, hey, I can't go back. I can't be on the guy's tribe anymore. I'm, I'm with you. Is this for show, or is this just, uh... Is this just biding his time until he can get to emerge? I think it's the smartest position to be in, because usually being in the middle can be dangerous, but you're in the middle without it actually meaning anything until the merge. You're in a theoretical middle as opposed to an actual middle. So the moment the merge happens, he can jump, theoretically, can jump to whichever side has the numbers and be like, I was with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope he does. I want to see Rory be the second place vote every single episode the rest of the season. I want him I want him to be the runner up of this season so that it's every literally every single tribal council 
It's just Rory gets two to three votes. One I, one to three votes. There's a time where two would probably be enough. Exactly. <laughs> okay, then we'll hold you to that. All right, we get a reward challenge. It's pig wrestling. These poor pigs. <laughs> pigs are a... How do they say it? it? It's revered in Vanuatu. Like, pigs are so important to the culture, to the people, that uh, this game is important to them, and they're they're going to wrestle some pigs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, they show up. Bubba's gone. We have that moment of, whoa, okay. Well, that's not what I expected. Yeah, it's got to hit different when it's somebody that was was on your tribe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you you build this bond, you see them, and then you get split up, and you're like, ah, well, I'll see you at the merge, I guess, and then, boom, you're gone. Yeah, we've never really talked about, like, the emotional toll that would take of, like, the other tribe voting off one of your friends. Mm-hmm. And someone who was locked in as one of their their uh, alliance members. Yeah. Like, he was he was a shoe-in for Final Five if he could get to a, a solid position. It should have been Sarge. It should have been Sarge. <laughs> anyway, we're we're playing Catch the Pigs. Each person must catch two pigs, except for the gatekeeper, uh, and they're playing for steak and eggs. That is a good reward. And Sarge, like, shits himself over these steaks. I would, he... too. Oh, Those I would, too. Look delicious. Uh-huh. Can we... How come we didn't get pork chops, though? Because pigs are sacred. <laughs> well, okay, fine. I don't know that they're sacred. They're... No, I know. I I don't know. I I know. I ch- oh, you know, you know what it probably is. Honestly, um, worried about like parasites and stuff. You have to oh, cook pork so much more thoroughly than you do steak or eggs. Like, can there can there like log fires even get hot enough to thoroughly cook pork on a skillet? I mean, it can. It just depends on how long you could keep it there. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Mm, we like we like the crispy pork. Bacon, though. Mm. Oh, bacon. Oh. I, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so that's why I'm, I'm mm. enjoying this far more than I should. Anyway, we're, <laughs> we're playing Catch the Pig. Julie and Scout are the gatekeepers. And it's, uh... It's just so silly. All of this it's is It's so silly. silly. The music is silly. Uh, there was a point where I was like, I, I almost couldn't tell which pigs were whose because they got so muddy. Uh, it's This is a really fun, campy challenge. I will say, my cats fucking hated it. <laughs> Those I, pigs I were freaking out the entire episode, and they came walking in the room and they were like, what the goddamn hell is going on out here? The, the pig screams were just a lot and we could yeah they were so much i don't know if this was an added sound of i don't think it was i think it was just what was going on and it probably caught the hot mic but like man could we tone down the pig noises apparently not it sounded like dying children screaming in the background yes yes it did (laughs) just just a lot going on so i did write down here too as it goes i know it becomes a point later but i was like Eliza's chasing this pig like she's trying not to get muddy. Mm. And I didn't realize it was going to be that big of a deal when I wrote it down. Mm. Yeah, that's I'm good catch, though, because if you're not looking for it, it can kind of go unnoticed because there's it's so much chaos. Yeah. 
two other things. Amy shushing the pig, I thought was hilarious. Like, shh, very funny. No, no, no. Quiet, quiet. Be so quiet. And uh, Rory's face plant directly into the mud. Mm. That was Pete. pretty good. I also, Twyla had a really good catch where she basically just like walked it into the corner and then walked at it slowly and just picked it up. And I was like, God damn, Twyla. All right. Yeah. I could see uh, Twyla just, just absolutely wrangling some animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's been a couple episodes, or, and this is the second episode since the tribe swap. Mm-hmm. I think Scout did a terrible job. <laughs> what makes you say that, Jared? Yasser fucking sucks, man. Like, I love the people, but, like, they're, what, now that I'm, like, thinking back on it, what the fuck was she thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I think there are some things you could do to fix it, but I think the big strength balancing issues come from how they had to split these tribes. Yeah. This also might be, it's funny, it might be the least athletic season we have seen thus far. Like, Because we voted all our athletes out already. Right, and the challenge beasts are Chris and like sarge like those are like they're strong guys but like imagine them going against like rupert or burton or uh colby or even lex boston rob like these are people that would just beat the brakes off of them in nine out of these ten challenges and these guys are the stars of this season as far as challenges go and honestly so far you don't notice it all that much I think the immunity challenge in this episode is the first time that you're like, oh, these people are not equipped for what is being thrown at them right now. Yeah, well, it's not even just, like, the way that we typically talk about strength. It just seems like a lot of them don't do a good job at any aspect of any challenge. Like, mental, physical, like, their competitive nature. Like, it doesn't... It it doesn't... The challenges feel like they are ten times harder, despite looking at the start like they will be pretty easy. Uh, this immunity challenge not included, because that challenge actually looked pretty brutal. It looks so brutal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, let's let's keep moving just for, for conversation's yeah. sake, but I think that's, a, that's an interesting topic that I think it shows up more in individual immunity challenges, mm. where you get more time to focus on the the single person or you get more chances to single out a person that sucks. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, the Lepevi tribe wins the reward. They get their beautiful, beautiful stakes. Twyla's so happy that they kicked their ass. Yeah. yeah. Twyla's not going back to the women. Oh, yeah. There's no way in hell. <laughs> She saw her 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 guys. She became friends with them, and were like, "Oh, thank God, we don't have to align with women anymore." That was one of the foreshadowing bits. Was Twilight being like, "I get along better with men," and then like, "Well, <laughs> here she is getting along better with men." Yep, yep. I see what you're saying. It's we we have shown. We talked about what is going to happen. We have shown what happens, and then we have a chance to act on it later in the season. And I hope that she does. I don't know. I I, I don't. Have Which way one. do you hope? 
like <sighs> if if she does get put in a position where she's like, I have to either go with the guys or go with the ladies. Which way do you think she goes? Like, I think she goes the with way- the men. But here's the here's the deal. My favorite five people in the season right now are for entertainment value are Eliza, Rory, Twyla. What am I? Uh, who am I forgetting? That I really like Chris, and there's one uh, S- Scout. Are like my favorite mm-hmm. five by entertainment value. Though that's not an alliance. Those people no. are never going to be in all the, those. That is not an alliance of five. They they're they're actively working against each other. Correct. Some of them will break different ways. Some of them will group with others. But like that that will not be a five person alliance. So which way I'm rooting isn't really clear to me yet. Because if any of the five, I could be rooting for any of the five of them. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So we we have some. <laughs> We have some trash talk. We we look at the steak, and the steak looks great. I'm not gonna lie. Oh And yeah. then we we kind of trash Eliza a little bit, and we're like, why why do you keep her over your muscle? And then we flip to Yasser, where they're like, the fuck. <laughs> it, they they're cleaning up the pieces because clearly Eliza's feeling it, and she's she's yeah. feeling like I know I screwed up. I know that I was the problem in that one. I so, I don't want to go home here. I I have two thoughts about this. Well, first, actually, did you catch Chris saying, I couldn't walk a balance beam, but at least I tried. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chris still holding that L from, from challenge one. <laughs> two thoughts about this. Yeah, Eliza, you've got to try harder. Like, straight up. There's no way around that. The other thought is, you did not lose that for your tribe. Your tribe was like seven pigs down. That's... It wasn't you. Like, it was you. You were a problem. You are not the problem in that challenge. There is no world. Were... I don't think there were seven pigs down. I think there were, like, three when it ended. But two of those being Eliza. I thought it was five when it ended. I, I was being I, I was being hyperbolic with the seven. But either way. Matter. It doesn't matter. I Like, they were never. Even, like, Eliza was one of the last people to go out there. And they were never ahead. Or even, like, contending, really. No. It, it wasn't close. Again, she sucked, and she was the worst person that challenged by a mile, and it looked like she was not trying at all. And also, you guys have some deeper issues to deal with. Yeah, because we we get to the, we get back, and we're having confessionals, and Leanne's like, I don't know, like, did she even get dirty? And then we have that moment of realization in her brain, like, wait, did she get dirty? Did she even try in this challenge? No. And Rory, with a, a beautiful gleam in his eye, is like. This is my in. This is how I do it. She's and that's killing why... the tribe. <laughs> killing us. And that's why Eliza gets the second most amount of votes this episode. Mm. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, it was Rory? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, no. Uh, well, what's interesting to me is this conversation that also happens, like, immediately, where Lisa's, like, trying to calm Eliza down. It's like, don't worry about it. it it's just a stake. And then flashes to us, like... Yeah, she's the reason we lost. Which, I mean, that's kind of what you got to do as a team. Like, mm-hmm. you you got you to gotta pick the person up. You can vent your frustrations individually, privately, to us, the audience. I did note that this is, I think, the first time in Survivor that we've gotten a conversation like this. Like, I can't... Like, I, like Morgan obviously lost so much on Pearl Islands. <laughs> but they talked about losing, like, as this 
abstract concept. Like, we have to stop losing. Losing sucks. I hate losing so much. And this is like, I, in this case it's Eliza, I, or later it's Lisa, um, I failed the team. I caused this issue. And like, smaller versions of that conversation have popped up, but this is different. This feels different. It does. I, I see what you're saying. We, we've definitely had the conversation before. I want to say that there were moments of, like, maybe even Rob C. I don't... I, I feel like I'm pulling that out of my ass, and that's not right, but Rob C., I feel like, had a moment of, I, I'm sorry I screwed this up for you guys. I was supposed to be the brains, and I didn't brain. Yeah, no, I think that happened. It, it never is a focus... It's never been a focus of the episode, though. It'll be no. something that somebody brings up, and then it goes away. This whole episode is focused on, like, wow, individual people are failing these challenges so hard. Yeah, the power dynamic is is way out of whack, and we don't know what to do with it. And really, and, that's the storytelling narrative to, like, why do we keep Rory? That's why. Well, kind of. I mean, yes. It's also not, like, neither of the people that fail these challenges go home. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Okay. I was like, hold on. Yeah, because it was uh, Leanne. It was Leanne. That, you're right. Yeah, it was Leanne that, a, that fails the immunity challenge. I had it in my brain that it was Lisa, but no, you're right. It's It was Leanne. I looked down on my notes. And interesting, yeah? Okay. Who cares about <laughs> who cares about strength and power when you can have a little pity squabble and then decide then and there that I'm going to throw someone out for something that was heard incorrectly? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting, that it's a major focus of the episode and also not that consequential. I do think the show's going to mix something up probably next episode, if not the episode after that, of, like, we got to do something because it's, a, it's not working. Yeah. We we have a small aside at the Lepebi camp where Julie Julie likes to flirt, and so she she tans her, her butt. And okay, Sarge, I mean, is, yeah, Sarge is, like, staring daggers at the butt. Yeah, use it, Julie. Sarge, you're weird and creepy about it. Stop drooling. <laughs> and then we, like, we have like, a side... Okay, what, I, I'm going to talk about that for a second, because, like, okay. Sarge... It, the way Sarge talks about it is so weird and, like, uncomfortable, where he's trying to pretend that he doesn't like seeing her basically naked, and at the same time be like, but I kind of do. But I don't. It's a joke. Unless... A joke. Uh, well, unless... Uh. But he, yeah. he also does the same thing with, with Twyla in that he he gives the aside of, I, I love hanging out with Twyla. I could go out and have a beer with Twyla. I could go do, like, I could go do guy stuff with Twyla. But also, I would put a dress on Twyla and take her out because uh, Twyla's great. Yeah, that's another reason why I'm like, is Sarge married? Because, like, if not, this could be, this is our this is our Robin Amber right there. This is our Robin Amber of uh, Vanuatu. Hey. Also, even just like the way you phrase that, I I've talked about it before the way that language, and not just misspeaking, but like the way that you choose to phrase things can tell on you a lot. And not saying, oh, I would take her out, but saying I would put a dress on her, correct, and take her out. Yes, says a lot. It does, and I yeah. I think we can leave that to the imagination. People can read between the lines on that one. Yeah. Not my favorite thing. No, I agree. It's it's pretty shitty. And then Julie is kind of suspicious of Twyla and the guys, and it it kind of like 
it tells itself a little bit. We have uh, they talk about an alliance of maybe Chris, Chad, Sarge, and Twyla. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, immunity challenge. We are transporting two tiki pieces through the water in a rope maze at a time, and then solving the easiest puzzle in the history of Survivor. <laughs> Why is there even a puzzle? It's yeah. It needed to be more difficult. Anyway, this is a brutal challenge, and we hinted at it already, but man. Yeah. It does seem like the ocean was acting up that day, more than mm. we've seen in other episodes. I'm sure that didn't fucking help. But even still, they're they're swimming a good length of water. Like, yeah. this is not a, a short... And people overestimate or underestimate what water does to you, because if you've ever swam competitively, you know that going fast through water for more than 50 meters is exhausting. Oh, yeah, it sucks. And you have to hold yeah. your... In this challenge, hold your breath for long periods of time going under, like, swimming up and down is also not easy. So... Yeah. yeah uh, oh, I did want to point out one comment that I loved. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was... Maybe it was Twyla, but, like, it was, like... Uh, I don't know if I can... Maybe it was Julie. I don't know if I can trust him. I got it. Uh, but you got to trust somebody. And I was like, that's that's a really good point. Like, you can't just walk into the game of Survivor being entirely cynical and being like, I will never trust anybody. Because that's not going to work either. You have to, in the back of your mind, know that you can't trust them. But then you also have to choose to trust in people at some points. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. I think at some point you just have to... You have to make a call and go with, all right, there's nothing I can do outside other than trust that this is going to work. Let's hope it does. Because there's no immunity idols yet. That's true. Uh, And then going back to the challenge, man, they love these canoes. Man, they they fucking love these canoes. We're going to shoehorn this outrigger canoe into everything. Into every single challenge. They do not have materials for a full season's worth of challenges is what that is telling me. You might be right on that one. Yeah, I think the big notes from this is that when people get to the beach, they're all like passing out on the ground, like backs to the sun. And it's it's brutal. And then you you see Leanne struggle with the underwater sections and it just it spirals and it's it's done. It's it's so done. Once someone can't do this, there's no catching up because they just can't do it. Eliza out there thinking every single god that she could thinks of think of <laughs> that Leanne went ahead of her. Uh-huh. Because, like, do, does Eliza do better? I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But we don't get to find out, and neither does her tribe. Correct. That's very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we have another Lopevi domination, and Eliza's just sitting there at the platform like, all right. That's a bummer. Shoot. Oh, no. And then... And then suddenly we we do the same thing again that we did after the reward challenge, but it's Leanne this time. And Leanne's having an emotional moment, and Eliza's like, well, if anyone knows how you feel, I know how you feel, so there you go. Let's not be too down about this. Yeah, this helps Eliza a lot. Yeah. It really does... And then it, I don't know, like, we have it a is, brief moment of togetherness, and then suddenly it all comes crashing down. Yeah, it is ironic, though, because I think Leanne was one of the people that dragged Eliza 
in her confessional, uh-huh. which yeah. is the, the that the foreshadowing. The foreshadowing, like, hey, if everyone has their day, so maybe don't uh, don't ring that bell too hard. <laughs> yeah, so we're having a conversation. Everyone's sitting in this moment of limbo because I don't think anyone really knows what's gonna happen, and. Yeah. Amy's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get some manioc. I'm gonna go try to find some manioc. And Lisa's like, Hey, I, I want to come with you. Like, I want to know where it is just in case. And Amy jumps on that and is like, In case I'm not around, is that what you just said? In case I'm not here tomorrow, like, are when you that is the, for me. Let's be honest. That's the implication. Is in case you're not here. But what I don't... Lisa, what Lisa doesn't say is like. Yeah, that should be standard practice because guess what? Any any one of us could be going home tonight. I don't know who it is. You don't know who it is. So let's not pretend like we do. And I think it's more on that than her specifically targeting Amy because yes. Amy was not in the conversation at all. No. Like but I don't Amy, think Amy should have even been anywhere near that conversation. No. But Amy is uh, someone that will pick enemies quickly. And Leanne is somebody that is incredibly defensive, and so one miscommunication like this blows everything up. Neither one of them can adequately communicate what is going on in their head Yeah, each other. so then they, they, they go off, they're, like, hunting for this manioc, and it's Amy, and it's Scout, and it's Lisa together. And Scout's like, I want Eliza gone. And Amy's like, well, I want Lisa gone. Wait, you mean this Lisa right here? The one that was standing in front of you? And they just, like, go at it. And they continue this stupid conversation that was nothing. At least you can't say that you don't know where Amy stands at any given point, because she'll just tell you right to your fucking face that she wants you gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes her, like, swear on a pretend Bible. It's super weird. It is super weird. And even Lisa's like, I didn't like that. I'm not doing that again. That was that was some shady business. Yeah. So okay, I have several notes I've written down throughout this that I want to I want to touch on real quick. Go for One it. One of them is Amy foreshadowing people will get themselves voted off. Last episode, like this is kind of Lisa getting herself voted off. Uh. Oh yeah, I just wrote. I was like, wow, Amy's really telling Lisa to her face. Like, I want you to go. That's insane to me. Yeah. Um, Lisa's motto this episode is gatekeep ga- gaslight girl boss. Can I get that on a sign or a t-shirt? <laughs> our first ever survivor turning back time merch gatekeep yeah. gaslight girl boss. That that's our live, laugh, love. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, and then Lisa's confessional is so funny to me of like the, I don't need someone. I don't know. Telling me they don't trust me. L- Lisa, that's, that's the person most likely not to trust you. Is someone you don't know. I think you might have lost the point there. I, yeah. I think I know what you were trying to say, but I, I think you might have lost the point. <laughs> we don't do that in Survivor. And then I and then I also wrote down Rory cannot keep getting away with it. <laughs> yeah, Rory's sitting there just like smirking his ass off. Like I have a broken alliance of women. I did it. I broke them. No, you didn't. That's what's they broke so themselves. funny. I. Rory is that guy that you read a news article about that's like, man kept collecting paycheck for 25 years after he was fired because somebody didn't update the payroll. Like, Amazing. He's, he's a, an icon. I love him. Yeah, that's... Honestly, that's that's the big notes for Before Tribal. Do you have anything it's, else? 
Is there any strategy this season at all? Like, well, whatsoever? It's... Yes and no. We're seeing a little bit of what we saw last season with the big, I'm going with the te- the people around me, and I have formed an alliance once, and these are my people. And yet, everyone... These are like paper-thin alliances. It it just seems like the last thing to have happened is what gets somebody voted. It's just musical chairs of, like, personal offenses. Yeah, who can I randomly send home today? That sounds like fun. They might as well just draw rocks at every fucking tribal and just let Rory sit out because for some reason he's fucking immune. <laughs> Could you imagine a survivor where you just pick rocks every single time? That'd be terrible. Yeah, we played Survivor Outcast Island. Oh, yeah, that's right. I lost. Uh, <laughs> tribal happens. Jeff coming in a swinging again. You guys suck. You haven't won anything. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Scout comes in like a motivational speaker. Well, our tails are not dragging yet. Okay. Would it... Would it, would it Okay. I get what you're saying. This is dumb. Uh, <laughs> Leanne comes out. I know I'm swimming. I, or I know swimming is not my strong point, but I'm good around camp, so... Yeah, no, she said I just... I, well, I learned that swimming's not my strong point. Like, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you sure fucking did. But uh, keep me around, I swear. I'm not terrible to live with. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Amy's a very emotional player, so yeah, you're safe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And then this weird conversation with Eliza happens where we're, we're talking about feeling safe. We're talking about trust. And Eliza's like, the people I have told to trust me, trust me. And then Rory's sitting there like, you, you haven't told me to, to, to trust you. And we're going, yeah, Rory, read the hint. But she says it. She says it. She kind of does. I don't think she means it, but she says it. I don't think she means it either. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rory. uh, Hey, you said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. But but then again, people keep saying the quiet part about Rory out loud in front of him. Yeah. So I kind of don't blame him. Rory's in a no-win position where he's just like, (laughs) okay, everyone's telling me what's going to happen, and somehow it, it, it spins in my favor but I still know that it wasn't supposed to, and that's not good. Rory has been consistently, every single episode, dealt one of the worst hands possible. Mm -hmm. And every time as he's about to lose all of his money, somebody gets up from the poker table and stabs somebody else. (laughs) And they have to put the game on pause. I guess I needed that that seat, so I'm going to take that. Yeah, they reshuffle. He gets a new hand. It's also bad. Somebody else stab somebody else again. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, he he ends this conversation with, "My ass is hanging out. I just I just asked for a fair shake in this tribe, and that's this is all I asked for." Kind of hinting that even though he he told us before that he's safe, he's not as safe as he should be. He gets two votes. He gets two votes. <laughs> he suddenly becomes the number two again. I, if we get to when Rory eventually gets voted out, if he eventually gets voted out, I would not be surprised if he ends up being the contestant up until this point with the most number of votes cast against them in a season. Mm. 
Okay. It's like a that's... third of all tribals have had two plus votes for Rory. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. That's that's an interesting stat. Alright. Uh and then we get our vote and Lisa's gone. Lisa, a one sentence thing that was misheard gets her voted out. <laughs> I again I I don't think it was misheard. I think she I think they both she said an incomplete sentence and tried to be like, no, I meant something else, but like it was obvious what was meant. But then trying to pretend like you meant something else made suspicions so much higher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you I, I know what you're saying. I I personally just I because I had to go back and rewatch the scene. It's just like I sw- I think this is how it happened, and it kind of confirmed what I was thinking. But it all happens in editing. Also yeah. happens. So what does you she never say? Know what actually is? What does she say when her torch is getting snuffed? I couldn't hear it. Oh, she says. I took this note. Uh, true to my word. True to my word. Oh, because she voted for Rory. Mm-hmm. So she. She is saying that I'm I'm the only one who was true to the alliance here. I'm and uh, Eliza is that the other one who voted for Rory? I think no, so. it was Scout. Oh, it was Scout. Okay, hilarious. Yeah, so Lisa's gone. Lisa is not coming back. Really? Wow. I know, right? Uh, Lisa did fill out a quarantine questionnaire, though. Oh, cool. So I have some information from Lisa. Lisa. It kind of does some some roller coaster work here. Uh, got to start several years after the show. My husband and I did ministry work, evangelizing in countries such as Romania, Venezuela, and Italy. That I I have certain feelings about that kind of work, but who am sure. I? Sure. Yep. Uh, for eight years, was a varsity cheer coach. <laughs> that seems the type. Uh, also on staff for the Fellowship of Christian Cheerleaders. I've yeah. never heard of that. I've heard of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah, it's, I guess, a sub-community, sub-committee. The subsect of the subsect. Precisely. Yeah. All seven of them have a real, that's a real tight-knit community. Uh, continue to play competitive tennis on a regular basis and captain of one of my teams. And then six years ago, I resumed one of my greatest passions, community theater. <laughs> Honestly, that makes so much sense. Like, an overly religious Christian mom from the suburbs that does community theater. Like, hmm. yeah, that I can I can see all of that for Lisa. Got to perform some amazing roles such as Violet Newstead, 9 to 5, Velma Kelly in Chicago, and the Baroness in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Sheila in A Chorus Line, and Diana in Next to Normal. Girls doing some heavy-hitting roles. Jesus, yeah. I know, okay. right? Uh, I would love to talk to Lisa. <laughs> oh, me too. It'd be great. I feel like we would have so so many interesting conversations. Wow, what an interesting. Uh, how do you think? I... How do you think Lisa does in Future Survivor? Not great. Uh, I mean, it's funny that she has all that stuff of being so athletic because she was just so like mediocre to bad at every challenge. There's no bad would... around she... that. She was older. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't, her personality didn't really stick out except being, like, the older version of Mia sometimes. Like, Mm. this is the first time we've seen her be a little feisty. And I think that's one of the worst things you can be on Survivor is, like, hot-tempered and reactionary. I I think you're right in that if you don't know how to hold your tongue in moments of, of, 
high stress, that's that's an easy ticket out. Yep. So I or think it gets is... you to be in charge of the game, and you get second place and a wife. Well, Lisa's not a man. Oh. Yeah. See, the way that we view <laughs> we view anger in women and anger in men is unfortunately very different. Ooh, Darren. And also, Boston. Hot topics. That's true. Uh, also, Boston Rob should not have gotten away with what he got away with. It's still shocking to me. But yeah, there there have been a few very hot-tempered men that also got kicked right the fuck out. <laughs> not as many, but no, I, I think this is right around where Lisa probably usually finishes. I could, I mean, honestly, she's a first boot contender to me. Like, she doesn't have anything that makes her a must-have on your tribe. I could see that. That we I see, think, of course. Yeah. I don't think she's a liability, but I don't think she's no. a strength either. No, agreed. And like, if there's a, if it's a season with no like, oh that guy's got to go day day three, then it's probably her. Yeah, but I, I think um, there is there is a strength in she says it at the end. She is loyal to the very end. To have yeah. someone like that in your pocket, that's real nice. It just kind of contradicts being somebody that's fiery, because. Can you trust somebody in a game that's about deception, specifically, mm-hmm. that pops off like that? I don't know. I don't know. I like having people who are fiery on my side. Well, that's why I'm here, Stephen. Yay. Uh, I, but my protagonist of the episode is Rory. Because, like, of course it is. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. The whole episode yeah. is is, like, everything else going on and, like the Pink Panther music playing in the background is Rory's like, how do I get in here? How do I break this up? And then fumbling backwards into something he didn't cause, <laughs> causing a rift. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Okay, well then, that's that's all I needed then. Shall we end this episode? How we do that, Steven? Bumper! Internet bumper. Internet bumper! That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor. The Survivor. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Yeah. I'm just going to keep rolling with this because you know what? We're real people. You know that words are hard. Talking for an hour every, like, twice a week is not the easiest thing to do. Correct. As, after I talk for a living is my career. Yeah, oh, but this boy. is riffing. That's scripted. That's fair. I do like having words being fed to me. It's great. Uh, what would you like to promote, Jared? Uh, I would like to promote uh, hopefully beating Steven's ass at fantasy football as I'm we play so each other. Mad. First round of the playoffs. Listen, Tyreek Hill might be hurt. If he's if he's out this week, you just win by default. I mean, Justin Jefferson also hurt, so... Okay, but Tyreek Hill is my entire roster. He is the number That's... one envy... He's the number one scorer on the year. I think he might be behind Chris McCaffrey, but definitely That's number fair. one at the wide receiver. I mean, yeah. if I didn't play the number one scorer of the week, I would have had a bye, so <laughs> I, I blame that. I played everything right. I didn't even play Justin Jefferson this last week, because I was like, wow. I, I want to see what the, the hammy does, and he get absolutely destroyed and sent to the hospital so that was a medicine ball that was ouchies so yeah i'd like to plug steven sucking at fantasy football this week and josh jacobs taking a week off your returning champion sucking uh this week i am sucking eggs (laughs) 
I am going to promote taking care of yourself because I think we we get too caught up in everything in our lives and we forget that things like sleep, things like water, things like making sure you eat a meal. Don't don't forget to do these things, man. Hey, that sounds very personal, Stephen. Very pointed. Don't know what you're talking about. I'm very good at none of those things. Okay, never mind. <laughs> For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. I love you. Drink, drink water. You're you're just a houseplant with more complicated emotions. Drink, drink hot Kool-Aid. Ew. My brother, I made you a hot Kool-Aid. Goodbye. <laughs> That's a reference someone's gonna get out there. <laughs>